If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this afternoon. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. I hope you're well. I'm I'm fit. I'm thrusting. I'm full of beans, Alan. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, I'd like to announce. You know, when I introduce, well, I say introduce, mentioned done my faux rabbi voice a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was ago. excellent. It was, excellent. well, I've been Stony. accepted yeah. into the uh, emergency rabbi squad. If there's no rabbi available, you call me. And I oh. will try and do my level best to impersonate a very shabby rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> like a hotline. Yeah, a hotline. Yeah, the rabbi line. Yeah, 0800 <laughs> fake rabbi. Yeah. If shabby got, fake rabbi. If you've got shabby any, any Jewish... Shabby rabbi. Yeah, any Jewish philosophical <laughs> questions you need answered, I'm your man. You know, if a I don't real rabbi is available. I don't have any... I don't have any at all. No, no interest. Uh, Damien Harris is here. Hello, Dee. Hey, hello. Nice to see are, are you. Are you a fake? Any, are you a fake anything, Dee? Offering uh, any fake services? DJ. Fake DJ. Fake DJ. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not really. I'm. I, what you I, see is what you get. Yeah. What you see is what you get here. Oh man. Yes. Oh, oh man. <laughs> 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 oh man. Damien was sporting. I had the pleasure of sitting next to Damien yesterday at the Emirates Stadium. We're recording this, listener. It's 4:42 p.m. on Monday afternoon, the day after Arsenal uh, thrashed uh, Leeds United. <laughs> Uh, 2-1 <laughs> and uh, Damien was sporting a very nice so would you say it was a pink top a nice pink uh, oh yes yeah it was a, a, a spring pink nice spring think, pink uh, yeah yeah. well it, uh, uh, it was mainly for Keith but he wasn't there yeah, yeah. you weren't there Keith well Carl your seat was taken I took my three children with me and my youngest it was his first experience of Block 32 and uh, he quite enjoyed it uh, do you know what I had a feeling he would he, he quite has enjoyed good. it, yeah. yeah he, there's a bit of devil I in him. I had to take him to the loo three times. Yeah. Well, before, yeah. at half-time and after the game. And after the game, we are in the loo and we just won the game. A lot of excitement around the stadium and there's people outside the loo going, Renobre! 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 And he goes, what are they saying? And I, say, I said, they're saying Red Army. It's a thing that people shout about Arsenal. He goes, it just sounds like... I said, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I said, tell you what it sounds like. And here, here ended the, uh, your first lesson. Did, did, he, did he join in, more importantly? That's what he should He will. Don't worry, yeah. he will. Do, do you remember when it morphed into Reg Varney? Reg Varney. Reg Varney. That was in the 80s. How were the seats? Were they repaired or was it just Seats have been repaired, not replaced. <laughs> They've oh, just no. been propped up right and some new bolts yeah. put in. And on closer inspection, there's a, there's a great deal of rust all around the metal areas of those seats. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they, were, they held firm. Uh, they, they, only three, three of them were occupied by small children, so perhaps that helped. <laughs> we might have to work on the balance. Of the I was reminded games. of a story I read about the old Wembley Stadium, which, as you know, was in, under construction 100 years ago. And opened in 1923. And before they opened it, they got a squadron or a squadron or a regiment or whatever you call it 
of soldiers from the British Army to go into each block and stand and then march up and down rapidly mm. to see if it would collapse. That was how they built stadiums in the 20s. Arsenal did the same thing with the workforce that built Highbury. So it was, that was like a real test. It was like, well, if this thing falls down, that's down to you, lazy bastards. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they, 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 is that true? They yeah, did, they did. You, yeah, I, did believe they? They, I believe they did the they same thing. They sent the workers in to see if they fell down. Yeah, you know, do the standing up and down and the marching thing, yeah. Oh, where was the trade union movement in the 20s? Yeah. I mean, when you think it was a Labour government elected in 1922, that's yeah. the trouble. If you're in the army, you've yeah. got no protection, have you? Yeah. You've got orders you have to follow. That's why they use those points. Anyway, it didn't collapse. Yeah. It didn't yeah. collapse. No. And, uh, and, but the, Arsenal, the new Arsenal Stadium, that did partially collapse uh, recently. <laughs> and but, Yeah, it was repaired. And actually, it was... Um, it was an odd afternoon because it it was a sunny day. It felt very end of season. Arsenal raced into an early lead, thanks to uh, our new number nine, who scored another couple of goals. Uh, one of which is all his own doing. Uh, both his goals at Chelsea really were all his own doing. Eddie and Ketty, of course, I'm referring to. And his first goal against Leeds was all his own doing. And then the second goal was a lovely assist from Martinelli, who had also made the winning goal away at West Ham. So mm. he's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then it felt like it was a bit of a end of season vibe. There was no none of the sort of stress and anxiety you might expect from a team. Going for top four. Well, I, I watched the highlights. Yes, and I remember think, uh, been going, well, did we just give up after the second? But we created a lot of chances. We, we did, yeah. We still played a lot of very good football for a long time. Third one yeah. wouldn't go in, and then there was the red card. And then after the red card, that did sort of change things a bit, didn't it? They kept changing personnel and formations and really sat back as if they were trying to avoid... Total humiliation, and and then they scored from a corner in the second half, and the whole thing shifted. Then, then we're in a panic because we can't have a two-two. That's an absolute disaster in the circumstances. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, Absolutely. I was in Glasgow at the time and looking at the scores. So I'm seeing two-nil, great, happy days. Leads down to ten men. Oh wow, brilliant! And then I keep looking at my phone, thinking I'm going to see a third. And then it goes to 2 1. I think, oh, for the fluff of Christ, don't piss this up. Why do you always do it? Anybody else, they go down to 10 men, you 2 0 up, bang, romp on, get a third, get a fourth, get a fifth, maybe. But not us, no, we have to give a goal away. And, you know, ah. Oh. I think the team felt your apprehension from up in Glasgow. Well, there was a lot of apprehension. There was a lot of swearing going on, but luckily I was in Glasgow, so I blended in with the whole city. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was stressful, wasn't it? It was good to hear the the final whistle. It felt a bit bit of a relief. Mm. Yeah. To come out of there with three points, because the night before Tottenham had managed to get a draw at Anfield, um, a real rearguard... Action, three centre halves defending the 18 yard line and and uh, scored one on the kind of a breakaway in which Liverpool found themselves all over the place. Yeah. And then Liverpool got a deflected equaliser, couldn't get the winner, and that's pretty much the league done, do you think? Hopefully. Well, uh, Manchester, City, Manchester City have haven't they got to play Wolves? That's that's away, and that can... tomorrow night. Are we record this Monday? Listen, you're probably listening this Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Liverpool have to go to Villa. City have to go mm. to Wolves. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, this, mate. I mean, yeah. that's just they're going to beat the crap out of Wolves, aren't they? It's going to be awful. We could, but uh, <laughs> yeah. already on the beach, apparently. Yeah. 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 Well, that is true. I mean, I looked at Manchester United were on the beach. I looked at the highlight. So that game, they were not only on the beach, laying down on it in the pool, it was <laughs> in the yeah. bar by the looks of things. Yeah. They yeah. were seriously Brighton outplayed were by Brighton. Yeah. Brighton were brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's all about fourth and fifth. Mm. 
Arsenal and Tottenham will be, well, well, Chelsea might continue to drop points, in which case we might even nip above them. But at the moment, they're in third. And fourth and fifth will be Arsenal and Tottenham. Uh, There's no one can catch us. It's uh, either or. And Mm. on Thursday night, we play at the Armitage Shanks. And if we win, we qualify for the Champions League. And I was thinking the other day, a friend friend of mine called Nick, who's a journalist, Arsenal fan, and I text him a little bit and we were talking about the Ashburton army you know, the, the young fans this new generation mm. of fans we were talking about the other week who were, who were bang up for the new side and they, they've had five years in a row of you know, finishing below Tottenham they've never seen Arsenal win the league you know they're a whole new generation they love the new players they're right into the uh, what's happening this season the kind of upturn and he sent me a text saying, I hope they get their 89 one day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I thought, you know, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And what, what I'm thinking about Thursday, mm. for, it might not be their 89 Thursday, but it could be their 87, you know. It could be their League Cup semi-final replay yeah. at yeah. White Hart Lane, <laughs> which I remember was about nearly exactly on my 21st birthday. It was that week and still remains one of the great days of my life. And for them to go down there Thursday, if they could get the win, uh, our boys, and beat Tottenham at home and qualify for the Champions League and condemn Tottenham to Thursday night football uh, and all of those things, they would remember that for a long time. And Tottenham, by the way, are crapping themselves. They are absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> I see Tottenham fans every day and they <laughs> say things to me like, well, it's in your hands, isn't it? Well, it's yours to lose now, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, I'm getting yeah, there. There's a lot of that going yeah, on, isn't there? Oh, how unlucky with Leeds, though. Oh, yeah. well, it's all, it's all going your way, isn't it, now? Yeah. Yeah. How unlucky were we at Liverpool? Yeah, well, you, I suppose it's up to you now, Senora. I mean, they are yeah. absolutely... <laughs> Liverpool are doing it. Yeah. It's well, hilarious. Oh, no, I, you're, you're absolutely right. I'll tell you what, with this Ashburton Grove, you know, fan thing. I really hope that the club somehow, well, don't nurture it. Just don't get involved, but don't stamp on it. And I hear pundits, you know, having a go at Arsenal fans and the team for over-celebrating. And you think, oh, piss off. If it was Newcastle fans or Liverpool fans, you'd be... Oh, I think yes. that's more the team. Feel your pain. Feel your pain. Yeah. yeah. I, think your pain. I think they're referring more to the team over-celebrating. But yeah, a little bit. But, you know, it's like, oh, you gooners are celebrating coming if you come fourth. And it's like, yeah, because we know we're not going to do great in the Champions League, but we're going to keep some of the players that we love. That's what we why we want to be in the Champions League. Oh, we've had a couple of ropey seasons, two eighth-place yeah. finishes on the bounce. Yeah. So our worst seasons... Uh, since the mid nineties, mm. so we did. We went quite far down, um, but we're up to fourth with a chance to qualify at uh, Tottenham. And mm. I imagine that if they do ma- manage that, there might be some celebrations oh, <laughs> in the Armitage Shanks so. Arena. Of course, you know, even if, even if we lose a game, we're still ahead of them with a chance to sure. play Newcastle. And, and Everton. But it's been an interesting few weeks because we lost three on the bounce. We were very down in the dumps about it. And then that terrific turnaround mm. with the wins over Chelsea Man U. Kept that going at West Ham. Uh, managed to uh, scrape by there, really, with a 2-1. couple of goals from the centre-backs. Centre Big Rob Holdings enjoying his football. And we were he enjoying his, uh, his hairline yesterday. It was uh, looking marvellous. I, I did say <laughs> he should be the new face or the new hairline of uh, hair replacement, I think. Yeah. Replace I think Graham Gooch. I thought there'd be a commercial campaign in the offing for old Big Horn. There. Yeah. Tommy Yasu was back, which yeah. is, was very good to see. And Eddie had a great game in the West Ham. He was very unlucky. Had some great shots, you know. Yeah, I saw some stats about Eddie against West Ham in which he'd, he'd had more touches, more shots, made more ball recoveries, more sprints more, than Lacazette has done in any game this season. And, and uh, of course, we're all delighted for Eddie that he's finally got in the team. It's long, long time coming, long overdue. And uh, we're quite smug about all the people who've been telling me we know nothing on there and Eddie's <laughs> no use and he should be in League One. Uh, well, shut your mouth and never say anything again. <laughs> uh, be my advice to you. Certainly don't come around this parish. It was, it was apparent that that kid had all the attributes, all the attributes, the speed, the technical ability, the finishing ability, the strength, the ability to play back to goal, to run the channels, and this real knack of finding a little bit of space and being in the right place in the box. And that was, I thought, summed up nicely by the way. He was in exactly the right spot for 
Martinelli to find him with that second goal. When you're in the right place and you're balanced and you know how to finish, it looks so easy, doesn't it, goal scoring? Yeah. <laughs> well, Eddie's definitely going to be up for a goal. Let's say, for instance, this guy, right, he scores the goals and gets us into the Champions League fourth spot. Then he knows happy days he's going to say to his agent, right, get me the deal. You know, because the club would want to keep him and he'll be sitting pretty. So he's going to be hungry for these games, you know. Of course, yeah. yeah. And, and and next season we will be playing in Europe and there'll be a lot more fixtures. We're going to, Lacazette, I'm pretty sure, will leave in the summer. Mm. Aubameyang's long gone. And we've only got, Martinelli can play through the middle, but he's snatching a little bit at his finishes at the moment. He's not quite calm in at number nine and it doesn't feel like, it does feel like we need another number nine. I think I keep reading about Gabriel Jesus. I don't know why you'd leave Man City to come to Arsenal, but there you are. If he did come, there's a player who can play number nine, but also play wide. And so him and Nketi could end up sharing the number nine duties over a long season with 50 odd matches. I don't know. I think Eddie would still be thinking, what if I stay here and I'm on the bench again in August? What if they go and do 80 million quid on a striker? You know, you've seen what Mikel's like when he buys a player. He plays them. He shows untold faith. I mean, I know I'm a, I'm a broken record on this subject, but he showed untold faith in Tavares and Lukonga when he could have had Maitland-Nars and Willett and saved the money. But, you know, if you show a lot of faith in people you bring in from other leagues and you've spent money on them, you feel like you've got to pick them. And that's been the case for a long time with Pepe as well, isn't it? Although that's gone now. I don't know what will happen. I would love him to stay. I'd like El Elneny to stay as well. He's shown great form and heart for Arsenal in the last yeah, few games. Yeah, great. Yeah. And these guys have basically been ignored for the whole season. <laughs> They're mm. left out in the cold. They're never moaned. Now, now you never hear El a peep. Never moaned, or he's been. He I mean, El Nenny is now looking a really classy player. I mean, you know, I mean, for, he he was never a bad player, but he always just used to seem to do what he was told. I'll play it sideways, play it back, play it side. You know, occasionally it may, may go forward. But when he puts in a good pass forward, it's a good one. Yeah, he's been playing well. Maybe yeah. that year that year he had in Turkey where he was playing every week must have been great for him. And then he had a really good tournament for Egypt in the AFCON. So he's up for it anyway. You don't, I think that's the thing that counts against uh, Ainsley, isn't it? Is that he's put things online saying, I just want to play in this, you know, Arsenal and this sort of thing. And that's not going to, that's not going to fly well with, El Cadillo, we just could see that isn't gonna that isn't gonna go. go Don't you mean uh, Mellow Mick? Mellow, Mellow Mick. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, Kevin. You missed this. It's very, very noticeable. And uh, Damien sent me a quite a nice photograph to demonstrate it. Yeah. Mikel Arteta, as you know, I mean, we have uh, taken the Mick out of Mick a bit over the season for his uh, crazy antics. Well, I was going to say in the technical area, but he's almost never in the technical area, is he? <laughs> he's always yeah. like anywhere but the technical area, as if being in the technical area is somehow restraining him and he needs to show that he can go <laughs> do what he wants. You can, Mick, you're the manager. And he went absolutely off the charts against Manchester United to the extent that former Ferguson era United dickhead Paul Scholes uh, criticised Arteta for trying to influence a referee which is the ultimate case of the pot calling the kettle black yeah. after years yeah. and years <laughs> and years of United players chasing referees around pitches snarling at them and God knows what happens in the tunnel at Old Trafford well they chased one referee down the M6 I believe for one. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he commented on uh, Mikel's crazy antics in the Man U game and he was trying to get the crowd to influence a ref and a VAR decision and pulling a lot of faces and waving his arms and I don't know if if Mikel had, had seen himself subsequently and <laughs> well, thought, oh, yeah. oh my god and then, <laughs> and, then, and then before the West Ham game I don't know what question he was answering Mikel but it, part of his answer was that he hopes that one day he could mellow. He's got a great deal of respect for David Moyes. He played for Moyes for years, you know. I oh, hopes that one day he could be a bit more mellow 
in the technical area rather like Moyes. I thought, oh, is he, is, he cha- is he trying to change? And then, of course, in that week, Moyes got into trouble, didn't he, for blowing a gasket and kicking a water bottle at someone. Kicking a ball at a ball boy. Kicking a ball at a ball boy. Seven. That goes with the territory, though, surely. The job titles. Ball boy. I want to be as mellow as that bloke. Oh, my God. But when they had this, uh, what I was going to say was when they had this incident in the Leeds game yesterday where Ailing went through to a Oh, that's horrible. Terrible, terrible tackle. Awful tackle. Uh, right in front of the Leeds fans. Maybe that's part of why, why he did it. They all applauded, of course. Um, it looked a red, even though it was the other side of the ground from us. It looked a shocker. And he came over for the VAR, which is right in front of us. Listener. We're block 32. We can see the big TV right in front of us. And Arteta very respectfully stood in the technical area, didn't behind speak, yeah. didn't wave his arms about, didn't gesture at us, kept quiet. And he, and he behaved like that all through the game. He was a model of decorum. He, he really kept his manners, didn't get involved with the fourth official. And I was watching thinking, you are really trying here because the, the Mikel that we know is inside there <laughs> <laughs> trying to get out. And he's really, and I don't know what it is, whether he's had a look at himself or whether someone, Peter Stuyvesant oh. or Edu or someone has said, Mikel, look, have a look we're going to put a little montage together <laughs> of you, of you on the touchline against Man United. You there was an intervention. That's what you It might have been well, an intervention, yeah. Oh. All the pit crew in the room. He thinks, he thinks he's having a cup of tea with Edu and he goes in, there's 20 people there. This is an intervention. <laughs> well, well, the other thing, he's been listening to the pod and he's, he's adopted... Tayo's pre-match routine of having yeah. a spliff. A sp- spliff, he's spliff. Rather than, rather than mine of having two or three coffees. Yeah, no, yeah. So maybe they've spiked his drink with uh, with CBD, which is what, yeah, we, the bit of CBD. what we've recommended for him. Um, but yeah, we have taken the mickey out of him and, and at times over the last couple of years, have pulled our hair out of mistakes made and decisions made and and questioned whether it was right for a big club like Arsenal to hire a young coach with no manager experience. So you have to acknowledge the direction of travel uh, in recent weeks with these wins on the bounce that we've had. And, and he's had two and a half years to try and prove himself. It's not been easy with the COVID circumstances and one or two players on monumental contracts that he didn't give. But he did buy well. They did buy well last summer. There was a lot of money spent. Mm. Um, I know someone was, so a few people have said, oh, well, Patrick Vieira's, they're not winning games at Palace. It's, it's worth pointing out Palace are ninth. And uh, if they finish ninth, it'd be the second best season in the history of Palace, including a cup semi final with a whole new team. And they're buying players from uh, QPR. And Reading and what have you, and Celtic, and not from Real Madrid. So Patrick's been there doing an incredible job, having his name sung by the Arsenal fans this season. Although that's now drowned out by the Mikel Arteta song. So he's had all that to face. But I think watching him in the technical area yesterday, Mikel, and watching a man wrestling with his personal demons. <laughs> Trying to behave, trying to do the right thing, serious-minded about trying to get up the result for Arsenal to get the best out of the players. And he's been given a three-year contract, mm. which is yeah. an amazing thing for him. And, and, it, and yeah. I, I actually think the timing of the contract is a good thing because that's saying, right, we're investing in the future of this club. The younger players will now know that his position is is good and we're going in the right direction. I, I think that I think the timing was good. Uh, good, you know. From it was interesting one, wasn't it? Because mm. if they'd lost to Leeds or even dropped to points in that game and then lost to Tottenham, you know, this, the whole thing's different, isn't it? But what they're saying is, we believe in you. We've yeah. we've back, They've backed him, and they're backing him again. So he's the manager for the next three seasons. And as I say, the direction of travel in recent weeks it's been so up and down. Really, this season, it's bizarre. Mm. When you think we'll do at the end of the season, uh, listener, we will, of course, look back over the year. And there are some fixtures where you look back at the beginning of this season. They don't feel like this season. They feel like it was another mm. another era or period. Some of the personnel. I'm thinking I've got something colossal in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
some of the matches and games that we played way back August, September seems so far away. It's been a long year, but then now they're right on the cusp of what could be a fantastic night. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the start, as you say, we've got still got people who are out on loan from previous eras, you know, Torreira, Guendouzi, they're still out on loan technically. And, you know, at the start of the season, we were down in the dumps. We were, it was the joke of everybody turn on the news and it'd go to the uh, weather report and it'd say something quippy about Arsenal and you turn on the radio and it'd be something about Arsenal, you know. Yeah. Everywhere you bloody well went, there'd be billboards. <laughs> oh, let's take a piss out of Arsenal. You know, did any of this actually happen? Yes, it did. It did it, in my world. It, it did in every true goon as well. They were taking the piss. That's why yeah. they, they don't like us now being successful and all their Fans getting behind us. So, you know, in my yeah. parallel paranoid universe, everyone <laughs> my was against us. <laughs> parallel paranoid universe. <laughs> I think we got the title. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been a, a funny season. We've had this long period where it's just been league games and the Cups are going on. Everything's going on kind of without us. And they've been able to focus on themselves and getting themselves organised um, it would be a, ch- a cherry on the top to get in the Champions League. It's a, it's a mixed blessing, of course, when we hear that anthem again and the group stages start. Some of us might have a little bit of PTSD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> especially if we draw by Munich. Oh, yeah. God, um, yeah. But we're not well, there yet, we're, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, <laughs> no, we're not there. We're not there. But if we get lucky, you know, hey, Villarreal showed the way. If they can get to a semi final, anyone can. But, you know, let's not get ahead that's of ourselves. Um, that's a little bit and unfair. A, can we have a little laugh at Manchester City? Ballsing it up again. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah, I yes. did. I said, never well, mind. Please listen to our podcast, Manchester City fans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was quite funny. Yeah, actually, with two it? minutes to go. Oh, you're 2 nil up. Really? Yeah, they really didn't quite know how to deploy the dark arts there. They were out dark hearted. Mm. Yeah, they got Benzimud. They got Benzimud. <laughs> and, and yeah, it was extraordinary that. But, you know, I don't, who cares? We're yeah. not in it. It's yeah. not, you know, who do you want to win the Champions League? I oh, could I give two? No, I couldn't. I don't care about anything. I just care about we have to finish above them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's the only thing that's important. We have to do that. And uh, and I I think there's enough people around the club, well, Mikel Arteta for one, who know what it means to play and beat Tottenham in an important game. Mm. And and this is a, a, a really important derby, been perhaps the most important for a while. And it will be, yeah. be really something. Because all these five years, while we've been finishing below, we still won a couple of cups that they didn't manage to do. And, we're, you know, they've still won NAF all, as usual. <laughs> but there's, there's something about their stupid toilet of a ground and their golden chicken and this bullshit about Kane <laughs> that really does make you think oh come on no leave me alone not my fault I don't even want to play for them I wanted to leave if they don't have beer games around Madrid I would have got them to the final <laughs> Jack Greenish he's shit I said to him you're shit Jack and he knows he's shit he goes I'm loaded Harry <laughs> <laughs> I want out. I want out. They won't let me out of here. I'm stuck in the toilet. <laughs> Conti wants to go as well, Dully. He's, he's trying to get out. And as soon as talk- he arrived, Conti, he goes, I, I didn't know it was this bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. and let's talk, they, 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 you know, if Conti leaves, they'll go for the Brighton manager. And you think to yourself, oh, come on, Potter. Think don't this do one's Don't through. do it, mate. Don't you know, do it. Your stock is high. Don't. Yeah. That is no one can think succeed there. Think what they'll there. think about your mother as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think of her. Yeah. <laughs> think of your family, Please Graham. Don't. Think of your family. <laughs> Please don't do it, Graham. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Graham Porter's mother is. <laughs> Number six. Go. What are they saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there is a, a Twitter account called. Apparently, they won best groundsman of the year this year. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah, and, and it just says not a trophy. Not a trophy. <laughs> yeah, best groundsman of the year, which we used to get all the time, didn't we? Yeah, we were always proud of that. 
Yeah. The club used to, in those years, those nine years of grimness where we kept losing finals or semi finals, there was quite a lot of uh, trophies given to us for. I think I think we got one for best tourist facility in Islington. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them out at half time. Something like <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Fry gives a golden cannon yeah. to someone. Oh, Civic yeah. reception was a bit shit, though, wasn't it? The bus went past. <laughs> what is that going past? No idea. <laughs> We've had a few songs uh, come in. Kevin X has sent a song uh, to the tune of South Plan Pour Moi. Tommy Yasu, Tommy Yasu, Tommy Yasu, Su, 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 Tommy Yasu. It's a bit of work, maybe. I like its simplicity. In all the years we've been doing this, has any of these songs ever once, it not even <sighs> one up, verse, please. been sung? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I don't think it has. No. I, I, I think we need to persevere with the I've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard. I've got oh, a brand yeah. new Martin Erdegaard. And the Kiratini one. It's an open goal. Yeah. Someone sent me a tweet saying, uh, you to me are everything, my curly-haired Egyptian king, El Nenny. El Nenny. I think okay. someone said that was actually being sung at the West Ham away game. Ooh, so that was good. Yeah, that's I like good. that. I like it. That's good. That's quite good. Uh, someone sent me a Email saying, nice to see the 71 squad. Yesterday at halftime, Keith, the 71 squad were out on the pitch and there was a lot of stuff about on the big screen, Mm -hmm. showing some of the goals from that time and remembering a few of the lads who are not with us anymore, Ray Kennedy in particular, of course. Uh, He sent me an email saying uh, Bob McNabb wasn't there because he asked for first-class ticket from LA and the club wouldn't pay it. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I hope that isn't true. Uh, but there you are. Peter Simpson couldn't be there because he's a Peter Story, but not, not as well as they might be. Uh, perhaps they didn't want to come. But Frank McClintock was there, wasn't he? And a few of the yeah. others, Bob Wilson. Good old George. team back in them days. You had Do you know to be, what? I you? mean, when you look at the footage, I know we've mentioned this before, but the, the, some of the pitches they played on were real quagmires. And yet oh. some of the football was great. I mean, what would they do oh, today? Oh, they could still guys? play. I yeah. mean, yeah, absolutely. Ray Kennedy, mm. Charlie George, they could have played in the modern Premier League. Absolutely. I mean, he was a wonderful player, Charlie George. His touch was extraordinary. And, and they showed some clips of Kennedy, who was the top scorer that season. Mm. He was 19 years old, 26 goals in all competitions. Uh, Joe Gaynor has come up with uh, Eddie, 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 Eddie and Ketia. He scores goals. He scores goals. Eddie, 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 Eddie and Ketia. It's not enough, Joe. It's not oh, enough, that's mate. One. That's a good start. Um, yeah. Can I just go back briefly <laughs> yes. uh, to Charlie George and Charlie, and Charlie. Ross. Charlie, Charlie. Because, you know, there was the song of uh, Charlie George, superstar, walks like a woman and he wears a bra. Walks like a woman and he wears... Well, they used to sing about Georgie Bess as well, didn't they? Yeah, it was a different time, listeners. (laughs) Charlie, George. But it was like, what's his name? Who's the little striker who came from Man United? And he was walking off the Leeds player. Dan James. Dan James, and he had that white... He had a bra on. Yeah, the sports bra. Why are they wearing these? The modern day football is this the latest craze uh, now? Apparently, you know? it's the it's so uh, they know where they are. <laughs> yeah, it's got a GPS tracking device. It's on got there. a GPS. Oh, yeah. Really? So if they're, yeah. they're stumbling out of Stringfellas at three AM, they've still got their bra on. <laughs> and it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Damien, you you are. A man who works in a recording studio. Could, could you not get Alan into the recording studio, sing all those songs, lay down a, you know, a bit of reverbs and backing music? You know, you could do something with him, couldn't you? Always, you I'm know. always available to record Alan S- singing away, burgeoning career. I mean, he might be popular in Europe, not necessarily this country. But you, you never know. quite know, do you? When you when you record <laughs> yeah. a little EP, in yeah. which market it will. It will find traction. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing the Eastern European. You're seeing here. well. I'm seeing big in Japan. Oh, yeah. yes, that's true. Especially if we if we load it up with Tommy Yasu tracks. Yeah. 
<laughs> including hits such as Tommy Asu. <laughs> he came from Bologna to be number two. <laughs> He's better yeah. than Hector old Tommy Asu. <laughs> so adaptable. I mean, yeah. Brilliant. What's not to like? Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Rich did ask me at one point, just as uh, Aileen was sent off, are we still allowed to sing you Dirty Northern Bastard? Oh, I, Dirty Northern Bastard. So at one point, yeah. one of the Leeds players went down and I started going, she fell over, she <laughs> fell over, and I got pulled up on that. Oh, no, you're kidding Can't me. say that anymore, no. you got to go, <laughs> they fell over, they <laughs> fell over. Get your pronouns right. Don't yeah. make assumptions. <laughs> Uh, Matt Horder says, uh, thankfully, the cult of old Bighorn is growing with each performance. I think the cult of old Bighorn has been going for a few years now, since the 2017 Cup final. But yeah. anyway, a, a yet another attempt at trying to find uh, uh, lyrics for Bonnie Tyler's We Need a Hero. Rob Holding's a hero at the end of the night because he's good in the air and he's got lots of hair. We bring <laughs> him on when the scoreline is tight. <laughs> It's a Rob Holding song from Matt Holder. He says in every email, it's again, fine. Well, we have got a hero with us today. Our Sandman Jay is going to uh, White Hart Lane Thursday night. And for any Spurs fans listening, he's about six foot five, four foot wide, wears Arsenal colours, especially with written across the front. Have a go if you think you're hard enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. so and it's a complete mental case. He'll be yeah. wearing those little MMA gloves. <laughs> yeah. He also edits the podcast, so you're probably not going to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did email us about well, our email address, listener, is Tuesday Club Podcast at gmail.com. Although you're leaving it a bit late in the season to email now because we'll probably do one more. And then who knows what the future will hold. But uh, someone did email me back in the, the halfway through the season. So I've got a couple of tickets for the Armitage Shanks, if you fancy it. And I never replied. And uh, and then it was postponed, if you remember, mm. because we had we had a COVID case in the camp. Oh, and yeah. uh, we took Dark advantage days. of those, uh, of the opportunity to say, oh, we haven't got enough players. Oh, we haven't got enough players. We've got about 70 players. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of them not in the country. 68 of them weren't very good. 68 of them can't shave yet. We can't possibly yeah. send 11 down there. We haven't got anywhere near enough players. Uh, so it was called off this match that we're playing on Thursday night. It was called off. Uh, Pradeep. His surname's been cut off by my size of my screen, but Pradeep has sent me a poem about Arsene Wenger. That goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's twelve verses. Blimey, that's I'll, like... I'll read you the first couple and you tell me if you want to hear any more. In a land long ago, before Pep and Klopp were known, it was 96 and football came home. George Graham had been sacked in disgrace. Then Brucey Boy was dismissed from our place. Time to find a big name, we said. Someone knew. Instead, they went and appointed Arsene who? Inspector Cluzo turned head straight away. Trust me, he said, I'll change how we play. The fry-ups, the booze. At once, tout fini, replaced by water, <laughs> steamed fish, and broccoli. Take creatine, <laughs> do yoga, I'll prolong your career, said the bespectacled teacher, to much little cheer. The Tuesday club felt fitter at once and thought, let's give this professor a chance. He scoured the market for hidden gems and a deal, buying Petit, Vieira and Nelka for a steal. Free-flowing football, winning the league and the cup. Bold passes to Adams, that sums it all up. King Henry arrived, scoring goals on a tear. Struggling there a bit, pretty. Assisted by <laughs> Perez and Freddie's red hair, Fergie got flustered. They clashed in discord. The theatre of dreams and that goal from Will Tord. Two doubles <laughs> in four years. Oh, what a gala. Chelsea and Cardiff, it's only Ray Parler. Wenger once said, we won't lose a game. Ha, cried the pundits. He's completely insane. But again, Arsene had got it spot on. Played 38 one 26, drawn 12, lost none. Invincibles. Moments etched on our brains and winning the title at Shite Heart Lane. One evening in Paris, so close yet so far. 
Ten men fought like lions against Barcelona. Farewell to Highbury, time to expand. The Emirates Stadium, our own promised land. But resources were stretched, it became a false dawn as Abramovich parked his tanks on the lawn. Old friends were removed, David Dean was gone. It was now Project Youth, and Wenger battled on. The trophies dried up. We all wanted more, but now silverware was getting top four. Patience, give it time, Le Boss did proclaim. Very soon we will be competing again. Brutal defeats! 8-2, 6-0, a horror show. The murmuring started, does Arsene still know? Star players departed, RVB, Fabregas, embarrassing tantrums from Billy Galas. The landscape had changed. High prices for ballers, all now fueled by City's petrodollars. At last, after nine years, we had won the FA Cup. Perhaps our great club was back on the up. Ozil, Sanchez, the shackles were lifted. The tides of anticipation now had been shifted. The league, we had chances, but were destined to fail as Leicester City completed a true fairy tale. The cup wins continued, records were broken, but the fans were becoming increasingly outspoken. Time for a change, I started to bay as we missed out on St Totteringham's day. The banners unfolded, they started to shout, enough is enough, we want Wenger out. After 22 years, it was time to move on. Try something different, the magic had gone. Ten trophies, great memories, immortal legacy. A tenure the likes of which we'll never again see. For the fantastic football, the stadium, the splendour, we can all agree there's only one Arsene Wenger. Remember Bergkamp's quick turn on a dime. Remember Ramsey's winner in extra time. Remember Henri's Highbury hat-trick farewell. Remember Dodgy Lasagna at Tottenham's Hotel. Remember Barca <laughs> and Arshavin's grin. Remember Keown getting under Van Nistelrooy's skin. Remember Vieira striding on with intent. Remember when Arsene didn't see the incident. Remember Santi performing a trick. Remember Giroud's scorpion kick. Remember pizza flung in Fergie's face. Remember Theo's terrifying pace. Remember all of the championships. And remember Arsene fiddling with his zips. Thank you for everything. We'll always love you. Au revoir, Arsene. And merci beaucoup. If you hated this poem, please don't complain. I'll just never write to you again. Oh, sir. <laughs> Thomas Hardy, you your heart out. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. Uh, so I know not much about poetry, but I know what I like. And that no, was he, damn good. He's no uh, Pamers, is he, uh, Keith? But that was superb. Oh, he knocked it out of the park. Well done, superb. sir. Pradeep yeah. Kachala, that's his, uh, who sent that to me, oh, a poem we... about Arsene Wenger. I don't know if this will open up a new uh, line of contribution from our listeners, uh, poetry and verse. I'd like to see uh, the club programme print that. That would be brilliant. That's, that's, that's a really fantastic cool. piece. Pravda, Pravda looking to the past, the previous <laughs> regime. No, no, no. I'll say him will be held under a single spotlight for 24 hours until he admits it was wrong and signs a confession. <laughs> Yeah, that's from Pradeep. Thank you for that. Mm. Let's see what else have we got here. Here's a tweet by... Uh, and, oh, and must, oh, we must say excellently read out, by the way, Mr Davis. Yeah, you like that? Oh, I read that. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. Well. yeah, I'm a professional uh, reader. <laughs> uh, it's Remy Marsh uh, at Chance FC on Twitter who sent me, You to me are everything, my curly-haired Egyptian king, El Neni. Which is very nice. He heard that at West Ham. So well done to whoever's done that. It's terrific support at the moment. It's really great, actually. Mm. It's really good. Um, people are bang on side. The, the players we have, particularly in the forward line at the moment, now Enketi has joined in as well. There's pace and incisiveness. There's the talent of Erdegaard, Martinelli, Saka, oh. Smith Rowe. Uh, these are. Yeah. This is a. An outstanding quartet of players. They really are as good as anything, you know, even at uh, Manchester City and Liverpool, they'll be looking at those boys saying, oh my God, that is the next generation of world-class footballers in this Premier League. There's no yeah. doubt about it. We absolutely, Keith, you're absolutely right. We need to keep those four and keep Nketiah, mm. keep all of those oh, boys, because yeah. they're all so young. They're only going to get better next month and next season and the season after. Well, they, they're totally so into it. They work hard. They're all committed. They get on. They listen to the coaches and the manager. It's all 
it's all working on them and they are fantastic to watch. Mm. I mean, that's why it's important if we do buy, say, an experienced striker, we've got to get the right guy in, you know, because, as you know, you can buy a guy and suddenly it upsets the entire balance of the team, you know. You might go, oh, he's good, and then he turns up and the next minute you're hearing that he's taking the youngsters out, going on the piss. Oh, heroin, that's a great drug. You want to try it sometime, you know. (laughs) Because it's big and... Professional football, isn't it? In a Her, parallel own, universe. Yes. <laughs> Real paranoid parallel universe of Keith Dover. They're all on heroin. It's the real world. Oh, one minute it's the Beatles, the next minute it's the Pretenders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bad choice. Jacking up at China White. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. you know, so it's. Yeah, a, yeah, you're absolutely right. We need someone who fits that model. We've got an someone ecosystem, and it's a good ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep it, you know. Yeah, yeah, a, hung, a hungry younger player mm. would to fit in with that uh, template I don't think we're looking for a you know a war-torn battle-hardened player they keep talking about there's a lot of talk rumours consistently about Raheem Sterling um, but we seem to be we seem to have quite a few players who can play in the the position he plays in in with Smith-Rowe and Martinelli already want to play on that on the left of a front three. Yeah. That's that's Raheem Sterling. I mean, he's a brilliant player and he's so quick and everything. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't mm, know. Yeah. They did all right last summer in the window, so leave them get on with it. Yeah. Eh? I thought Martinelli. I think Martinelli was brilliant yesterday. Love it. Yeah, he, he was, especially the way he set up that goal. I did yeah. wonder if he'd ever walk again after ailing, nearly knocked oh. into the clock in. <laughs> well, I think probably a year or so ago he would have been taken off on a stretcher straight away, but he seems to have hardened up. Touch would hopefully. Well, and... maybe it's more that he's he jumping out of the way a bit yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, because if he if his foot had been planted, one mm. of those where his foot if his foot had been planted. In the turf, that could have been a leg breaker. Oh, very it? much so. Very much you know, so. It really could have been a sort of Eduardo situation. Uh, Tom Taylor sent me an email. Uh, all right, chaps. So, with the temporary resurgence of our Egyptian midfield maestro, temporary, Tom, temporary, <laughs> coupled with his recent uh, comments, brackets, threats, question mark, of a lifetime commitment to the course. <laughs> He might as well have a song. Oh, well, this is very begrudging. Uh, and here is the song. They call him Mohammed El Nani. He comes from Egypt, El Nani. He plays for the Arsenal, El Nani. Past side of his heart back. All right, Tom. You've slightly not read the room here, mate. <laughs> I would have thought walk, something along the lines of walk like an Egyptian may have been thrown in at some point. That's a, oh, a yeah, it's joke. inevitable. You know, with our younger away fan base, do listen, for argument's sake, we went to an away game. Would they welcome old duffers like us or would we be shunted off to one side as if to go, listen, just stay over there, you know? So would we be accepted in the away fan community? I think you'd just be, uh, I think you'd be ignored. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, welcomed with open arms. Yeah, that would be, be the best thing that, would, that could no. happen, wouldn't it? Be, oh, yeah, well, it's nice to see the elderly out occasionally, but don't come too often. There's an email from Tim Bates. Good evening, Tayo Papula and friends. No, I know. He's got an upgrade. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We don't even know where Ty is today, mate. Uh, He's in Ibiza. He's in Ibiza. Ibiza. Uh, I think he's coming back for the end of the season. I hope so. Uh, I'm writing to you from sunny Los Angeles, where former Arsenal starlet, starlet Carlos Vela is expected to sign the new contract with my local club, Los Angeles FC. Uh-huh. I have followed the Arsenal since Carlito signed under Wenger and often think about what could have been. Yeah, he didn't go so well when the clocks changed in October. <laughs> but he, he did like a, he liked a sunny evening in the Carling Cup. Didn't yeah, he? And he liked a chip, didn't mm. he? He was a very talented footballer, perhaps could be easily buffeted off the ball. Anyway. We adore him here in Los Angeles. His new deal is expected to last until his retirement. So it's very nice to hear that Carlos found a happy home. Wonderful footballer from Mexico. My question, how closely do you follow the careers of former Arsenal players once they leave the club? Is there any player in particular you daydream about? 
Does he God li- willing, I shall never email you again, he says. Do you actually listen to this podcast, mate? We can well, barely Ty- remember any of the players that play for that club. <laughs> Tyo remembers stuff and usually tries to get a reference from the wire in. <laughs> yeah, so if those players uh, resemble a character in the wire, and over five seasons there were quite a few, yeah, then he will look out for them, I think. Yeah. Well, the one who resembles a character from a wire is Eddie. Eddie is absolutely, looks like he's straight out the wire. Yeah. It's the absolute spit of the evil supervillain, whose name I can't remember now, we need to tie with. Marlo Stamford. Marlo Stamford. Marlo Stamford. Marlo, are there any players you think about who've uh, left? Um, well, Sess. Um, I, I always think about Sess. I thought, I used to think about Hleb. Oh, when Hleb left. Oh, went no, to particularly Barca, when uh, he went to Barca and then he ended up at Birmingham under Alex oh, McLeish God, yeah. and he famously said you know after all the years of playing at Arsenal when when you got the ball your job was to give it to the nearest available Arsenal player and move into space and everyone that's how everyone operated as the ball was moved swiftly up the pitch but under McLeish Whoever got the ball had to launch it as far as possible <laughs> up the field, and then the rest of you had to chase it. And, that <laughs> <laughs> and I really, really felt his pain yeah. because there are a few players in all the years we've been watching, 50 years of being watching Arsenal, and who've had better close control and ball skills than that player. Oh, Extraordinary. That yeah. must be so destroying for players of that quality when they go to a club. And they've played under good managers in the past and they clearly are now dealing with a guy and they think, Oh, you are kidding me. How are you how have you got this job? Yeah. You know. Well also thinking, why have you why have you brought me in? Mm. Yeah. I want it to feed yeah. all have day you long. Not, <laughs> have you not seen my YouTube show reel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I can get you running in behind, running the channels. Yeah. yeah. What? Give it to me to feed. Yeah. I'll kill him. Uh, Abu Diaby. I always uh, yeah. want, Kept an I eye always for him. want good things to happen to. Used uh, to listen out to find out whose treatment room he was occupying. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. At that time. He was going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like people like Eduardo as well, you know, that, those type of characters. You know, what could have been? That's, that's the... Yeah, certainly well, Nicholas Bender is not one that I try to think about too often. <laughs> Never really paid a lot of attention to where he went. I no. think he went to Birmingham, didn't he? Or did we loan him to Birmingham? We loaned him to Birmingham. He, well, oh, he's written know. a book about it. What? Well, where Maybe am I? we could get the. Uh, yeah, where am I? Like Nicholas Bender. You're in China White jacking up. There's a good. Uh, there's a new quiz coming here from Stephen Walker. It's the Tuesday Club quotes quiz. Oh. This is a quiz about us. Right, now, these okay. quizzes, are these a subtle way to find out if we are going slowly demented? Because I'm not going to participate if one day there's a knock on the door after I've done a quiz and I'm carted off somewhere. To that's, not what happens with, that's not what happens with dementia, Keith. Well, you don't get, it's, not, it's not like the former Soviet Union. Listen, <laughs> living in troubled times. There's <laughs> a knock on the door the dead of night. You have to sign a confession. Everything you ever did was wrong. (laughs) Okay, Uh, okay, gents, love the podcast. I've trawled through your back catalogue and compiled a list of ten of your finest quotes. (laughs) All right, Stephen. There's something well done. Okay, now he says there are two points available for each. All you have to do is name the member of the Tuesday Club team who said it, and then you have to identify who or what they were talking about. So it's a two-part question. Who said it and what were they talking about? Question one, who said this and what and <laughs> who was it about? Gonna... No, you're oh, not going to get any of them right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Always remember it doesn't matter. <laughs> That is not what Mikel says when the lads run out onto the pitch. (laughs) I will be doing my best to rein it in in the technical area. That's all you have to do. Apparently, the excellence of his free kick was down to the smallness of his feet. Oh, that sounds... Any thoughts? Have a guess. I reckon it's you. Well, I think... No, it wasn't me. I think it's about Santi. No, not about Santi. 
Ooh. Oh, I think Spanish. It's about a Spanish midfielder. You play for Arsenal. Is it Mikel Arteta? Yes, it is. Finally, you've learned the first rule of the quiz. Melo is going. Well, the answer to one of them is going to be Mikel Arteta. Melo Mikel Arteta. Tyre Papula said that about Mikel Arteta. I do remember a few years ago, Mikel Arteta. He didn't score many goals. He's got, I think, sixteen goals for Arsenal, nine pens. But this was a direct free kick. I think it was against Manchester City. You know, pre pre money. Yes. Um, here we go. Um, who said this and what's he on about? I do get them, but they come a week later in the post. I don't ask for them to be sent a week later. That's just when they come. I could get one at the ground, but what's the point when it's coming in the post? I don't read them anyway. Alan Davis programs. No, not me. Not oh. me. No. Well, I don't get it through the post. No, not you. You didn't say it. Stoney. Ian Stone. Ian Stone on the Match Day programme. Match Day programmes. Uh, who has who said this and who is he talking about? When I saw Alex Ferguson with blank, that's the person, I felt like throwing up and then eating all of my own sick, then throwing up again and eating it all and then throwing up again. Certainly <laughs> isn't me. Keith Dover no, and no. Arsene Wenger and Alex Ferguson. No, no, that's definitely you, Alan. It was me. Yes. You get a point. You get a point. Uh, it was me. It was when I saw Alex Ferguson with Robin Van Persie. Oh. I said, right. I am quoted as saying, I felt like throwing up, eating all of my sake, throwing up again, <laughs> eating it all, and throwing up again. That did have quite an effect on us. Oh, that what? transfer did hurt. That oh. did hurt our feelings. <laughs> I'm trying to get the mental image of you eating vomit. <laughs> okay, who said? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Who said this? I don't know why we even bother with books like the Bible anymore. We could all just have blank instead. Sounds all right. Like I'll give you the blank. I, I'll, I'll give you the blank. With, go on, go on. I'll go with Keith. Yes. On this one. Yes. What's uh, he talking about? Well, do we ever know? Do we ever know? He doesn't know, and if he did know, he can't remember. Yeah, it's, twi- it's Twitter. Oh, ah, there you go. It's Keith about Twitter. I don't know why we even bother with books like the Bible anymore. We could all just have Twitter. What I like about that quote is books that like the Bible. <laughs> well, I've got to say, even I don't have a clue what I was talking about then. No. <laughs> Makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, who said this? I, I think I'm just going to fill in the blanks because it makes it confusing so here we go do, who said this I'm with Darren Goff Lionel Messi is overrated <laughs> sounds like me Keith Dover yeah. I'm going with no it's tired is it really it's just really? funny though really? it's, 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 I think Goff, you're about football yeah he's overrated Messi he's overrated <laughs> <laughs> could he do it on a wet Wednesday night Bramall um who said this and who is he talking about? I met him the other week on East Finchley Station. We fist bumped. Uh, I said to him, I said to him, how's your groin? He said, he's getting better, thank you. I know who he that is. is. He is a good looking man. That is Stoney and he's talking about Stone. Giroud. He is. Yes. yes. Is. I got a fist bump from Stoney last night. So, yeah, I'm in great company. <laughs> great company. <laughs> Was it the fist that pumped Olivier Giroud? Hey, a fist bump. Hey. I'm on the Northern Line. <laughs> What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Never again, my friend. <laughs> Bus replacement, my ass. <laughs> Where's my chauffeur? <laughs> okay. Who said this? He's got a similar hairline to Dennis Bergkamp and similar skills. Mm-hmm. I'm going Damien. Damien said that. Yes, correct. Because he's obsessed with Dennis Bergkamp, as we know. I am. But who was he talking about? Which current player? Mm. Mick Arteta. No, it isn't Mick Arteta. It's old Bighorn. Old Bighorn. Old. Well, old, old Bighorn. Old Bighorn. Back in the day when he had a similar, and his hair's greatly improved. And he scored a goal at West Ham. Nice header from a corner. Shoved, was it Lanzini or some midget out of the way? She'd never have been marking him. Got up and headed in his first Premier League goal. Wasn't it marvellous? Very popular player, old Bighorn. Yourself and Stoney have both written a book. 
So I thought, how can I top this? I thought I'd get a blank. Keith? Oh, shit. Giving it away. <laughs> I mean, said, we're so obvious. Who said this? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, Keith, it was Keith. Keith. Over. It was so obvious. <laughs> but what is he talking about? Um, <laughs> that could be the title of any book I'd write. Yeah. What is he talking, talking about? about thanks what am what I on about? Again? <laughs> can I hear the question again? Uh, you, and, you and Stone, you've written a book. How can I top this? I thought I'd get a... Tattoo, Cockney That's Rebel it. tattoo. tattoo Cockney yes. Rebel tattoo. And it tattoo. was there. Well, it, was, it is there. It is there as we speak. Yeah. See it there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're Who's... very similar things. <laughs> yeah, books, books and, and Cockney Rebel yeah. tattoo. Oh, you've written a book. How can I top it? <laughs> I'll get a Cockney Rebel tattoo. <laughs> 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 oh, he wasn't even joking. Okay. <laughs> a couple more of these. There's a couple more of these. Um, there's the next one, which is quite a good one, and there's obviously the comical uh, final question coming up. Uh, he's obviously sick to death of Wenger because he sounds like his granddad. That's been the issue with blank for two years. He's thinking, oh, God, here comes that old man again. He's going to tell me to express myself. I'm going on Instagram. <laughs> Alan Davis. <laughs> I did say that. Yes. But who was I talking about? Meza Ozil? No, it's Hector Bellerin. Ah, Hector. Hector Bellerin. And finally, that 32-year-old is in prime physical condition. He looks like a 25-year-old. He plays like a 25-year-old. He's world-class. He's a winner. And if you think that Martinelli and Saka and Pepe and Reese Nelson are not going to benefit over the next couple of years of their development by having that man in the club, learning from him, seeing him close up, you're an even bigger idiot than you come across on Twitter. Getting blank is an excellent deal. Who said that and who was he talking about? Well, it sounds like you, but could it be? <laughs> I'm, I'm, it yeah. is me. It <laughs> yeah. is me. Oh, right. okay. and, and who was I referring to? Mm. Teddy Sheringham. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Willian. Willian. Ah, it was Willian. We played, uh, and I remember it actually, we played in our first game of the season, whichever season it was that he came, we played away at Fulham and we won 3-0 and he got three assists, I think. Mm. And uh, there had been a bit of talk about, is it a good idea? Is it a good signing? And he talked to me, you know, three-year deal, what's he going to, blah, 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 blah. And uh, that was the uh, his peak. That was the high point of his <laughs> Arsenal career. Was was that performance away at Fulham? Who were it turns out terrible. We got relegated that season, and he let us all down. Me in particular. It's made me look a total fool. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what Reese Nelson and Pepe and Saka <laughs> learned from watching William? But they, clearly no, wasn't it wasn't skills. what I had in mind. But I think. <laughs> I think they learned how not to be a Premier League footballer, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is what you do with happy crack chaps. <laughs> uh, Leo Maguire says, how does it feel losing to Palace and Brighton, but beating United and Chelsea? Is it as bad as beating Barca and then immediately losing to Birmingham in the League Cup final? Well, it's a bit like mm, that. Okay, just one last one then, gents, before we uh, go away and uh, mentally and physically prepare ourselves for the Armitage Shanks Arena oh, encounter. Oh, it's going to get tense, it? I'm tense Are you tense? It will be tense. Yeah, very. Neil Ralph has sent me um, an email. Seeing Arteta unleash his old bighorn from the bench in front of 60,000 people against United had me thinking he is to Arteta as Grimondi was to, to Wenger. Perhaps a little harsh on the English. Robaldin, you know, he's better than Cannavaro. But it reminded me of an encounter I had with Gilles as a teenager in the 90s. My mum and I would have our pre-match routine of walking to the ground via the chippy next to the Highbury barn, turn left down Lucerne Road before that glorious right-hand turn down the hill of Avenal Road with the east stand in the distance. On a match day, that Lucerne Avenal junction would have a roadblock and a policeman. One day... I think it was 97, 98, we were approaching a man in his car was there not having much luck negotiating with the gendarme 
As we drew nearer, the curly hair and thick French accent of the driver made us realise it was none other than Gilles Grimondi. Presumably not playing that day. Gilles beckoned us over with our, with our Arsenal colours on display. Gilles beckoned us over. Tell the policeman that he was, in fact, a member of his squad. Let him sue. We were more than happy to oblige. However, this was not enough for the old Bill. Of course not. God, that is so <laughs> typical, isn't it? God, this is a good story. And we were left with no option than to apologise to our glorious French utility man. <laughs> with a final pass and shrug off, this guy is an idiot. My mum said to him, he's just a bit of a job's worth. To this day, it brings a smile to our faces to recall the look on Gilles' face as he repeated, job's worth, in his French accent. <laughs> <laughs> None the wiser as to what the hell it meant. What is it with blokes like that, though? He probably damn well knew who it was, you know. It reminds me, I saw a similar thing outside the Emirates one time and there was a big white BMW and uh, trying to get through and the copper wouldn't let him through and there were people all around the car and driving the car was Abu Dhabi. I remember that, yes. And he wouldn't let him through and I said to the, I said to the copper, you know that's Abu Dhabi, you know he's one of the Arsenal players. And he goes, uh, yeah, he's still a twat though, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, that's what it boils down to. That's what it let bo- me out. You see, jealous. You got a copper there, probably a Spud fan. You know. <laughs> anyway, DRB had just gone the wrong way to the car park. Uh, gents, uh, predictions for Thursday night? Oh, I never predict. I just hope. So let's just fingers crossed, and you know. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it could be quite high scoring. Do you? Yeah, I think, well, I, I think, think it's got one-one written all over it. But I'm going to stick the net out and say I we're will, going to beat them two-one. I will take a draw. I mean, this is the thing. It depends if we, because what they did against Liverpool was they showed little ambition apart from the counter attack. So what? How do we set up? Are they mm. going to have to come at? They're going to have to come at us. Oh, God, God, I'm just, just even talking about it. <laughs> it's stressing you out, dude. It's stressing you out. Have we beaten Antonio Conte teams in the past? There's a question for when we played Chelsea in the, and they were champions in 2017. Wenger sent out wing backs, didn't he, in a back three? But I can't mm. see Arteta doing that. I mean, I, I don't know if he will or not, but I can't, he did deploy. We did a kind of a wing-back thing, didn't we? A three at the back against Chelsea away. Mm. And we looked like Saka was on the left. Cedric, was he there on the right? Anyway, it, it felt like wing-backs. And then Ben White was playing and it kind of a, it went into a bit of a back four for a bit and then it changed. So yeah, there was some tactical flexibility, but he could, he might match him up and go through it at the back. It'll be very interesting to see what he does. And I think you're absolutely right. Conte's first priority is not to concede. Kane and Son, they love it on the break. The moment there's a bit of space, Mm, uh, they're quite a physical team now. With the new players he's brought in, Romero, Kuliszewski, Bentecourt, these guys are quite big physical players. They're a strong side. Um, Hoiberg, obviously, they're not a free-flowing passing team. I think we can outpass them if we get the ball and start moving it. Yeah, I think uh, particularly if Erdogan plays well, Saka plays well, I think we can move it better than them and pass better than them. I do think we could do that, but I do wonder what. How, I feel like both managers really, in the end, Arsenal draws enough, right? It really that keeps yeah. us four points clear, and we know that couple more points in the last game so it, it's on them to come and take the points right they have to win yeah yeah they have to so you feel, they don't want to that's not how Conti wants to play it's not how they like to play they like to play on the break like you say so it's going to be really cagey I think I will be at the Royal Albert Hall watching Chris Rock so uh and you're not even allowed to take your phone into a Chris oh. Rock gig so I won't even know what the score oh, is. Oh no, I don't I, I can't watch Someone it will have an earpiece on though, won't they, in that in that theatre? Well, I'll be yeah. down the local pub 
you know, tense as a pig watching it with Mike. So it's just going to be horrible. Tense as a pig. Uh, no, I will be. I tell you, I'm tensing up, as you say, as we speak now. So I'm seeing maybe one goal, and it'd be great if we get it in the final minute. And Eric Dyer's not going to like Eddie and Ketia. Mm. No. They're, gonna be, they're not going to like Sacra Martinelli either and Odegaard's going to be the best midfielder on the pitch. Um, we've got enough about us at the back now. Now we've got Xhaka's more disciplined. He's got a steady job and El Nenny next to him. We've got a wonderful keeper. I, th- I think we can get out of there with at least a 1-1 and maybe a 2-1 or even a 4-0. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. And on that. God, on that, though. No. Come on, Arsenal. Come on, we can do it. Come on, that Arsenal. Let's get down the toilet bowl and take the points. All right, gents. See you right. soon.